Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. I am Nat, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Jivin. Hello. And we are here to talk all things K-pop, Asian entertainment, and, you know, we have our hot takes. We have our positive takes, and we're here to have a good time. Thank you for joining us. Uh, so let's start with how are you doing? Jimin, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. I feel like this week in K-pop has been <laughs> like insane. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there was a lot of nothing. And then all of a sudden, people are like passing their DNA to the next generation. So we love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> we love to see it. But what about you? How have you been? I've been good, tired weirdly um but your girl is fully vaccinated so i'm very excited about that and uh oh, and we're late <laughs> yes we're late yes like we sorry guys this is this is coming out like a couple days later we apologize we apologize things are in flux we're people with lives and things but we love doing this so that's why we're here and that's why we're excited to join you for another episode so now that we discussed how we're doing, let's get into what we're listening to. Do you want to go first? Yeah. If I had to say what I, what I was like listening to and what I've been listening to, it would be that like really old meme of like <laughs> the same old. <laughs> I, I forgot. I don't know what the name of it is, but it's like this person who's like nothing new, nothing different, same old. <laughs> <laughs> Like that, that's like me right now. Like I haven't been listening to anything new since the last time. I've been just pretty much obsessed with like those couple of songs that I like talked about the last episode and the episode before that, I think. So what about you? Okay. Uh, well, last week, I think I was on this like real alternative kick. Uh, so I was listening to like Kings of Leon. I was listening to uh, Dido. I've been actually listening to a lot of Dido this week. I've been listening to Gavin DeGraw, of course, who I love and I adore. Um, Kevin Garrett, he had a concert, actually like an in-person concert in New York, but they streamed it. So I paid to, to watch the live stream and that was fun. It felt oh, like ooh, you just there. made me think of something uh, though. Yeah. Sorry, y'all okay. cutting that off already. That's how you know we already back. Um, <laughs> I um I did listen to, uh, been listening to that Kong Daniel. Oh yeah. Um, I've been listening like the last track. Guys, if you don't know what that one is, go to our Patreon and listen to our Kong Daniel reaction of Yellow or our, re our reaction to Kong Daniel's Yellow. There's like, it's a really good album and, and we had a lot of great things to say about it. There's a specific song on there that I really like and I've been listening to that one. So, yes. but hey, sorry, that continue. It's okay. It's okay. I'll say it's called Save You and it's featuring Weinstein or Weinstein. Sorry. So, Definitely give the whole mini a listen. Yeah, I was song trying to like keep it a secret. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let them find out by listening to that. By listening, okay. But you said the last song on it, so it's like they just got to listen. Yes, you did. did I? Oh. <laughs> yes, you did. So I was like, might as well tell them what the title is. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, uh, but yes, Holland Oats just opened their YouTube channel. I'm actually not old enough to be like a live or an in-person sort of Holland Oats fan because they were like popping before I was born. But I love me some Holland Oats. So I was very excited about that. Listening to Man Eater <laughs> a lot. 
<laughs> and then just yeah as this like alternative you know like interpol coldplay keen mumford and sons of course i love mumford and sons just a lot of that a lot still got seven you know how i do and a lot of these girl like these female soloists who dropped music this year this month sorry in august that i've been listening to but we can get into that in the next section when we talk about comebacks and debuts um, I feel like that's a good seg- a good yeah. segue. Oh, unless you had more. <laughs> I did not. I did not actually. <laughs> so that's I was good. Like, that's a good segue. Yeah. So August so far actually has been really good. I've been saying July was really dry for me. It was not good for K-pop. I didn't like anything. I thought everything was boring. And then Sunday dropped Dum Dum on like the fourth of August, and since then it's just been hits and like not nothing too like you know like oh my god this is a sodi. For me but it's been enough to keep me entertained you know like just just good enough to, to be listening to you know mm-hmm. uh so that's what's been dropped uh so i mean i'll go through like the more significant comebacks and then we can kind of like talk about them well and, like, our stuff. significant yeah. yeah significant is maybe like a hot term maybe we want to <laughs> say the ones like by the the more like widely known groups yes. all of them are significant you you're all right. get participation awards in our and you're all in our hearts yeah i love you know honestly uh thank you for being here thank you for being at this table is all you know is how we feel about it so i get that uh so obviously the biggest comeback i think for august so far was red velvet with queendom it was very safe <laughs> it wasn't anything it didn't really make me feel like it was a queen like a red velvet song because it was kind of boring and then the B-sides, the, some of the B-sides are good. Like Pose is definitely like a really good song. And there's another song um, on it. It's like Calling Me or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. But there's two songs on there. One is Pose and one's the other song that were pretty good. But even every, I feel like the whole comeback itself was very safe. I didn't think it was anything. It wasn't a risk taker. It wasn't that interesting or creative, to be honest. Sunmi, Hyoyin, Somi. And who else was there? Oh, Sisters, Hyolin, and Daesum. They all dropped like summer hits, you know, and Sunmi was with You Can't Sit With Me, Hyolin with Second, Somi with Dum Dum, and Sisters, Hyolin, and Daesum dropped Summer or Summer. All of them are cute. All of them are definitely on the Taeyeon weekend wave where, you know, Doja Cat is the ultimate inspiration. And you can tell because they're all singing and rapping and it's all kind of like, kind of one tone or one note, you know? So all of these these artists have like you know their friends doing the challenges with them on TikTok and stuff like that. So that's that's where the focus. I I feel like that's where they put all their work on these challenges. Uh, so I mean I I don't have a problem with any of these songs. They're just not the summer hits of the past. They're not a red flavor. They're not touch my body. You know they're just they're okay. I will say the music videos are fantastic, especially the Sunmi's "You Can't Sit with Us." It is like a movie it is so visually pleasing so i definitely think you should give it a list or watch if anything and then uh lucy dropped relevant answers i don't know if that's like just a random song single that they dropped but it's really fantastic and i just mentioned it because i think that everybody should listen to lucy they're just yeah, they're really band. good yeah they're, <laughs> they're really good, good. <laughs> yeah exactly uh so we also have txt with loser equals lover and i don't know if you've listened to it yeah was i supposed to see that's where y'all be getting it mixed up like I, that, <laughs> that word fan y'all use that so loosely 
I have not. Actually, to be quite honest, I haven't really listened to anything new lately. Yeah. To be, to, if I'm, I mean, I've just been really busy, but I do plan on listening to Loser Equals Lover because they're like, I feel like they, the, the guys were hyping it up and they hype everything up. So, but the last time, the last thing they hyped up was actually good. Like it yeah. was Zero by One Love Song and that was really good. So, I guess I could listen to it. I mean, it's weird because the last new thing that I listened to from Two by Two, I literally just like listened to it intensely for like a couple weeks. And then what came out? What came out? Oh, you know, it's not what came out. It's what happened to me. So like after I was listening to that, I listened to it like every day for a couple weeks when it first came out. But then I just discovered randomly that I I really loved like this Thai song. And then I discovered that like I really like Drake. And then I was like obsessed with those two things <laughs> only. So I kind of dropped everything else. But I'll like I I'll listen. I'm definitely looking forward to listening to that. And I do kind of want to listen to Red Velvets just because they're coming back, just because I tend to like Red Velvet more so than not. Yeah. Um, yeah. did we all did we already mention um one hose we ride? No. So I was gonna talk about like everything I came I talked about prior to this was all so comebacks. Far. So this right. so the that have already come out. So all the right, stuff I'm right. gonna mention now are just like things that are going to come out or they do okay, we'll use. Yeah. Okay, okay. So uh so with loser equals lover, I liked it. It's different. That's all I want to say about that. And oh, so, yeah. That kind of like gets me excited though, because yeah. I feel like I've one thing I can say about 2i2, I like when they try new things. I think they have yeah. the the voices, the vibe. But when I say voices, obviously I don't mean their vocal powerhouses. I mean that some people's like actual, like for example, when you listen to day six, their voices are suited for the music that they do. They couldn't turn around and do like an exo song. No. Like with the, it's like a deep RB kind of, no, they couldn't. So like when I say their voices, I mean, like, when I hear them do experimental stuff, I tend to like it. So yeah. that's got me, like, really interested. I haven't heard a teaser or anything. So oh, now okay. I got to listen to it, like, right after Yay, this. yay. <laughs> so in terms of debuts, Huna and her bae, Don, uh, are going to be dropping a subunit, or they're introducing a subunit in September. And they've already filmed the music video. So that, and they've, they're doing some, like, reality TV show thingy on youtube right now sort of like as promo for it and you know um prayers with huna because she did faints on the music video um site and had to be taken to the hospital uh so hopefully she's feeling better mm. and you know she gets her rest in and stuff like that before they roll out the subunit i know it's gonna be fire because i mean they've already had a subunit before and um i mean the their previous subunit is the whole reason people know they're dating. So right. it's only up from here. <laughs> and then uh, we have some comebacks that are exciting. So CL is dropping an album called Alpha and the single is called Spicy. And there was a teaser and it is exactly what I would have expected from CL. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how it sort of comes out. Four minutes, Gayun and um, Jinyeur, I think she's called Jinyeur now, but she used to be called Jiyun. They are coming out with a sort of unit called Soup, and the song is called Soup, and it sounds actually really good. So I'm excited to see it and to hear it. Brave Girls After Rewrite is coming out soon, and from the teaser, I think it's something that I'm really, really gonna like. It seems very like girl powery, so I'm excited. 
J6's Young K is going to be dropping his solo debut album called Eternal, and he will also be enlisting in the army. So um, not sure how that promotion is going to work, but, you know, yay, he finally got an album. It's sad that he's going to be enlisting. And then Wanho, of course, King Wanho himself is going to be dropping his second mini album called We Ride. I didn't see a I'm so excited. Like, look, the last Wanho thing I listened to was Ain't About You. Yes. And girl, like I was <laughs> I I that was around the time when two by two dropped Zero by One Love Song. And I was hooked on both of those songs at the same time. And that um Eric Nam song. Oh with yeah. That girl. What's her name? Yeah. 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 The one that we were supposed to promote or we did promote. I yeah, well, we promoted it. Come yeah, on. Yeah, like, yeah, we, yeah. we we did our job. So. We did our job. <laughs> But yes, I'm actually also very excited. I'm sad he deleted all his pictures from Instagram, but I feel like he's probably rebranding a bit. So that's fine. Do what you got to do. Live your life. Be yourself, Wanho. We will support you. Uh, so <laughs> we will get into the topics. Do, do, do. Okay. So what's going on? <laughs> what isn't going on? Um, <laughs> this week has been insane. Okay. Okay. So. First things first, uh, all you CLC fans, um, I am very sorry to say if you don't know, um, but CLC's Eugen, who's currently a contestant on the, uh, on the, I guess, reality competition show, Girls Planet 999, uh, she has revealed that Cube has no more plans for the group. And I think the word that was translated was dismissed. It didn't say disbanded, but I mean, I feel like most people have sort of seen the writing on the wall with CLC. Basically, she, you know, she had her little moment in the camera and she was basically saying that Girls Planet 999 is indeed her last chance since CLC will not have another activity according to what they've been told by management at Cube. And she also talked about the shift from more of a girly concept to like the girl crush, bad girl concept made her feel like she was sort of invisible because she's, I guess she's like a, a softer, pretty girl, I guess. Um, and she didn't feel like she had the face and the attitude for the, the harder concepts. And so, yeah, it looks like Dean's helicopter. And I can't believe that came out in 2018. I feel like helicopter came out last year and not that long ago. That's insane. Uh, but basically that was their last comeback and it seems like that's going to be the last comeback for um, CLC and we didn't know that last year Chinese national Elki left the group because basically she said like we're done and uh, Soren um, recently had an issue too with her porn, uh, producer Soren being removed from YouTube even though she's the one who edited and like subbed and did all the work for it, um, people are are alleging that maybe Cube had a hand in that because now with the girls maybe not resigning, they might feel that any context she, she created while she was under their label is their property. We don't know really how this is shaping up, but we'll see in the future. But yeah, so that is CLC. Got any thoughts on CLC? My only thought is like RIT to CLC. It's always mm -hmm. sad when people go on these shows and then they, they say things like, you know, this is like my last chance. And it's like always really sad to hear because, you know, they had a long journey there. But if this is indeed the end, RIP to them. Sorry that that's the case. It's just kind of like at this point, that's the life cycle for a lot of groups. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like it's a, 
it's all about what you do while you're in the group. That's like one thing that like, for example, like Harry Styles from One Direction. One thing that he did really well while he was in One Direction was he networked a lot. And he made sure to put himself in a position to where he was writing music. And I, I know K-pop is different where you can't necessarily do that all the time. But like, it's all about who you know yeah. in any industry. May, may that be like a warning to newer groups. Use the time that you're an idol to like really make your mark. Not just like singing and dancing, uh, which is, you know, obviously an, an amazing thing to do and it's your job. Yeah. But your like job. also... Yeah try to like get involved behind the scenes, try to meet people who are, are involved behind the scenes and, and like establish like meaningful relationships with people because establish meaningful relationships with people, because that's ultimately what's going to help your career when, you know, your company doesn't want to fund your projects anymore. One thing I can say to you about CLC is that CLC was sandwiched between two somewhat successful groups. And I think that also hurt them. You know, like they were in the shadow for a minute while Huna and the girls and then Silent G Idol came out the gate swinging, you know. And so there wasn't really an opportunity, I think, for them to really find themselves in between that. Right. Um, it kind of reminds me of Rainbow from DSP. They were the group that came out after Kara and before Card. And like a lot of people don't know who Rainbow is for that exact reason. Actually, I think they're both like very similar, like parallels. But yeah, RIP. Soren said she's going to be doing a lot more content on her YouTube and through her TikTok and stuff. And she did drop that self-titled, self-composed song as well earlier this year, I believe. And she's Thai. So, I mean, she could probably just go back to Thailand and you know literally just be like a god there yeah exactly exactly i mean that's a bam bam i mean bam bam actually is not doing that he's like i really want to make a name for myself in korea so i'm gonna just try it i don't know if soren even has the leg up to try that um in korea so she might just go back to thailand and, and do that so i mean i wish them all the best I guess this is a good way to go into our next topic, which is Sujin from Silent G Idol leaves the group following her bullying scandal. Congratulations to to the, to them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> to G Idol, to Idol, I should say. Yeah, this whole thing was really weird because, by all accounts, she didn't actually like physically or even like speak to the girl that she's connected with the bullying scandal like the, the main celebrity person who's connected to this bullying scandal. Um, I don't know about the other girl that I think was the first person who brought this up. I don't know about that so much, but I know like the actress, um, Soshin A was basically like subtweeting basically on IG and like, you know, about a bully and people made the connection with this girl, with Sujin and her. And then Sujin and company came out and were like, hey, this person, and they named her and was like, you know, she's a liar. She's a lying liar who lies. And if if I'm a bully, I'm going to leave this group. And, you know, you have no proof and whatever. And, you know, you should just say what you feel. And then so what ended up happening is so Shen A was like, okay, so since you called me out, I'm just going to say my truth. I feel like from that moment, they should have just decided like to, to either drop her from the group or just put out apology after apology after apology. Instead, there was like this radio silence and then all of a sudden now she's kicked out of the group. I don't know, like I think, like I know a lot of people say, people who follow the case a lot more closely who are like idol fans, especially Sujin fans, like she has a lot of fans. She's one of the more popular members of the group. A lot of people feel that Cube dropped the ball on this 
But I personally think that if Irene and her scandal can be swept under the rug, this scandal certainly could have also been swept under the rug if they hadn't put out some such aggressive responses and things like that. And also if they hadn't called her out. I don't know. I just feel like it wasn't just Cube. I think maybe I, I personally think she had a hand in some of these responses. I don't know what the truth is, but it it all came to, to a point where Cube was like, well, our other groups are a mess. Like, let's just leave them to bake for a bit and then decide what we're going to do. And then Light Sum came out and I guess they were somewhat popular enough for Cube to decide that it's worth it to get rid of or to drop Sujin. But the thing is, Sujin is, I think Sujin is still signed to Cube. So she's like not in the group, but she's still signed to Cube. So it could be like a Wanho situation uh, where she comes out as a soloist. Or it could be like a Jessica situation. I frame that. Well, I mean, it, like, because Wanho and Jessica are no, I know. Of, it, of like this thing where people are removed from their groups, but they're still with the company. So it could also be like a Jessica situation where she just leaves this company and then maybe the entertainment agency or like goes signs with Kang Daniel. Who knows? K-pop is like kind of crazy this year. So it could be yeah. anything. I don't know really what she's going to do next. I don't even know if I wish her the best. I don't think I do because I really don't know what to believe about this whole situation. But Idol will probably have a comeback later this year and it'll just be five members. So there's that. Uh, so we're going to go into what I have labeled the YG block because um, YG is out here being crazy. The company. I want to specify that it's the company, even though we were going to be talking about the man himself. But speed basically, round. what what did round. what all happened? Uh, so <laughs> I'll go through the quickest stuff to the things that might take a little bit longer. So Big Bang celebrates 15 years. Woo! Congratulations, Woo. I guess. <laughs> winner for some weird reason. I mean, I get it, but they did resign with YGE, so winner is still a group. <laughs> okay, it's you know what? Group. <laughs> I know we said we're going to just be around, but I have to say, okay. there's got to be some sort of skeletons in their closet. <laughs> because, or YG has some sort of dirt. This has to be a bribery scenario. This doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, I don't know many groups that will make this decision. Like, it's not like there, it's not like winners, like, like, for example, Big Bang or even Blackpink to where I feel like those groups kind of can't really go anywhere else. Like, who is going to give Big Bang or Blackpink the same thing that YG would give them, you know? Yeah. Whereas Winter, Winter, yeah, they're under the YG, they have the YG brand going on, but it's not that strong with them. Mm -hmm. It's not as strong as it is with like Big Bang. Winter could possibly go to like, I could see them definitely going to like a smaller agency and still being able to do what they like do successfully. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have to stay with YG. So I'm like, that's got me a little suspicious about <laughs> the details of that. But yeah, let's continue. Okay. Okay. So YGE apologizes for Sesh Key's leader, NG1, who violated social distancing um, in Jeju Island. He was with more than he was in the group of five people and okay speed round speed round in, in public in public basically which is so stupid but yeah so there is that and i mean the man is 40 come on do better anyways so <laughs> next we have yg his uh current case is not going so well um i don't know if you are <laughs> if 
understatement of the year. If, if anybody sort of keep in track with, you know, all of the legal issues coming out of YG at this point. Um, so basically, this was for the situation with B.I.'s drug case. Prosecutors are alleging that he threatened the witness. And so he's still undergoing this trial for witness intimidation. And basically, his Why side- is he supposed to be like like a, a drug kingpin or something? Like, they talk about this man like... <laughs> Like, if, you, if you see the quote, I'm like, I know what? I'm gonna read the quote. I'm gonna read the quote because it's like kind of crazy. Like if, like I mean, obviously it's still um up for it's like something from side. a movie. But yeah, like the the okay. So trigger warning. This is a threat, obviously. So and it does it does threaten to kill somebody. So it says you need to be a good kid. I can read all the reports. It'll be a night. It'll be a piece of cake to kill you. That's what a mobster says in a movie. Okay. Yeah. That is like can't be real. Like what? <laughs> but, you, you can't pay me to think. Like I don't know. Handsome Squidward is out here wilding, so <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if he really did say that. I mean, you don't know. It's it's up for the case, the courts to decide at this point, right? So right. Next up, in terms of legal cases, with X Y G E or Y G E um, Idol, Sungri was declared guilty on all nine charges and sentenced to three years uh, <laughs> in prison and a fine okay. of approximately a million dollars. Listen, y'all, I'm not laughing because of the situation. I'm laughing because this man got was found guilty on nine counts nine. or nine charges, nine and is only doing three years. Like that is and- ridiculous. <laughs> three years are definitely going to be suspended sentences at the end of his appeal mm-hmm. like it did with his other friends with the the mocha cases because that's basically how the Korean system works so basically i mean the crazy thing is that his charges are like not small charges like it's violation of the act on aggravated punishment of specific economic crimes violation of the food sanitation act embezzlement Violation of the act on special cases concerning the punishment, etc., of sexual crimes, habitual gambling, violation of the Foreign Exchange Act, prostitution mediation, purchase of prostitution services, and special violence investigation. Okay, look, listen like, to me, y'all. What? <laughs> what? Even if you, even if you like, are just the scum of the earth, and you don't think anything is wrong with like, like any of the sexual charges related charges, right? There's got to be someone out there who is like infuriated about these food sanitation charges because right. it's like, right? <laughs> it's like eating in this club. Are people yeah. like you would think in a place like I feel like when I think of like Seoul, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think of like people go there sometimes specifically for the food. Like that's a huge part of like tourism in South Korea, and a huge part of like South Korean culture in general is like like that like restaurant culture you know what i mean and like bar culture so like the fact that that's one of the things that was in the charges like sanitation issues in there i feel like you would think even if you just for whatever reason are a horrible person once again have misplaced priorities and you just hate women and hate anybody who is a victim of you know sexual abuse or anything like that even if you feel that way how do you like how do you not see the problem with like the flaw in the sentencing for all of those other charges that are like also not as bad but like still bad enough to warrant more than 3 years 
Yeah, that's what exactly. Like, did you eat at his club? Because I'm pretty sure Blackpink and members of Big Bang both ate at his restaurants. So, I mean, mm -hmm. if I was one of them, I'd be pissed. <laughs> like, what? Like, even if you want to still be this man's friend, like, the fact that he got charged for basically having shitty sanitation rules and policies in his bar, in his restaurants, like, what? I, I just like my brain is, is, is like. Sorry, I just had a, a really random thought. Okay. You're going to share or, or what? No. Okay. It's not a good, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, a mean thought towards Sangri. I guess ah, like, can enough. you even be mean to Sangri in 2021? But anyway, continue. Well, I mean, his fans are standing with him. And this million dollar charge. What is it a stand with? <laughs> like, what is that? Well, apparently, like this one girl, like this one girl that I saw got a lot of retweets was like, um, I'm a lawyer in Singapore or some shit. And I've seen good people go to jail for, you know, like false convictions and things like that. So I, and because I'm a lawyer, I've read the case and I know that he's innocent. I'm standing by him. And I was like, okay, girl, good, good for you. Stay. I'm going to Google education to be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Requirements to be a lawyer. I mean, okay, before we move on, I just want to say one thing that really killed me about this case was like, he was like, oh, I never did this. I never said these things. I never sent these tech messages. And then the courts were like, but we have proof from your phone, from things that you tried to delete, that you said these things. And then he turned around and was like, yes, I did. But does it mean that has to, it has to be a mark on, on me for the rest of my life? So I'm like, oh, if the man easily sort of changes his uh, his his beliefs and his systems and his statements and lies like that, why would you even be comfortable enough to defend him? You know? Yeah. Like, and I mean, I'm not following this thing is, that strongly either. So like, what? But like, because you got people who are just messed up and who like stand like serial killers, right? Hmm. Just because they're like or messed Kelly, up in it. Or R. Kelly. Yeah. Right. But then you have people who like are just kind of like so into the cult of it all the cult of personality like they're literally just brainwashed so they will believe anything like so many people i genuinely think they believe he's innocent i i mean there's people who like i'm sure they know he's guilty they just are just standing by like, him the people stand serial killers but then there are people who like genuinely believe that like whatever he says is like the actual truth and that's like the scary thing because i feel like that means you're not coming from a place of objectivity mm -hmm. And that's yeah. like not, especially since a lot of his fans are like young people. And I'm not saying young people can't be wise and can't think for themselves, but like a lot of young people don't have enough life experience to like, just like for discernment. Like there's a reason why minors overwhelmingly cannot be convicted of like a, a crime. Like you can't be, I'm pretty sure in the States, there's not a single state where a minor can be convicted of a crime. There's like a lot of different things that can happen to a minor, but it's not conviction. It doesn't stay on your record. You know what I mean? Unless oh. you're like 17 and you murder someone. But if you're like under 17 and you didn't like murder someone, it doesn't really stay on your record. I think some sexual offenses do. But beyond that, it doesn't stay on record because the, the law recognizes that kids don't really, they can't really think on that level. They don't have yeah. that level of discernment. And, and they don't have that like control, I think, too, like the self-control that you develop with time. There's a reason why the law like tries not to punish kids instead they try to rehabilitate kids because kids oftentimes they're actually <laughs> there's like a word for this where it's like kids are considered um incapacitated oh it's so like when you think of incapacitated you think of like a drunk person or like a person yeah. on drugs yeah but like 
incapacitated really just kind of it comes down to not being able to make decisions, um, like a well-reasoned decision that like a reasonable person would make. Okay. So kids can't do that. So what we say is like the like children are considered incapacitated, right? Mm-hmm. So because of, I, I mentioned all of that, just because of the fact a lot of K-pop fans we know are kids. A lot of the same people who are who would defend this type of thing are either children or were into Sungri as children and grew up with that like cult of personality like they, they grew up with that worship because they call it the cult of personality and like yeah. um what are they in like what psychology or whatever it's basically yeah. like the reason why people love cult leaders and why they love like they stand celebrities because it's like the cult of personality so yeah i feel like when you're dealing with people like that you're dealing with people who genuinely believe that whatever sundry says or Worse, they might just believe the conduct the conduct is not actually wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because like Sungri's kind of downplaying it. Like you said, Sungri was like, I my life shouldn't be taken away because of that. Yeah. So even though he recognizes he did it, he's basically saying it's not wrong to do it. Yeah. Or even if it's wrong, it's not wrong enough for his life to be affected by it. You know, right. just it's you know, everybody does it kind of, which I mean is kind of <laughs> true, but um, yeah, let's but get also- at <laughs> It's not, not, <laughs> not right? the excuse you want to be have no. to lean on, you know? No, not at all. Not but. at all. But we're going to end this YGE block with some good news. Bobby from Icon is going to be both a father and a husband. Hurrah! Congratulations. Congratulations. You know what? <laughs> My first thought when I heard this, I was like, <laughs> I was reading his letter and he's like, uh, you know, there's someone I love and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Bobby, who are you kidding? We all know this is a shotgun wedding. Like, <laughs> stupid. like we're, we're all adults. <laughs> like, it's okay. Well, it might not be because he basically says he's like, he gives a date for his becoming a father for his child being born, but he doesn't give a date for the wedding. So, I mean, they could be like some of these love and hip hop couples who are engaged for like 10 years before they get married. You know, like, because he only says, I have promised marriage with a person I love. That's all he says. Okay, well, I that's kind of like code for we ain't getting married or maybe we are getting married, but we don't actually. I don't want to speculate too much on that man's life because I do like Bobby. But like, I do feel like too many. I feel like a lot of times, especially in South Korea, that like shotgun weddings are so common. Like nobody wants to be a single parent, which I understand that there's like a lot of perks to being like married. Yeah. So I get that. Too. And a lot of stigma. Yeah. Right. So like I get that. But it's just kind of funny that people kind of there I feel like there's a lot of hoops that that are jumped through. Not necessarily by Bobby, but like some of these idols just jump through hoops and like I've known this person for 15 years. We met when we were three years old and we (laughs) fell in love organically and i'm like you literally met her last week like just say you <laughs> just say what actually happened like nobody's gonna i mean i get why they don't do it obviously yeah. just i'm clearly joking i get why they can't really say that but honestly I, the biggest yeah. sorry, oh sorry, go, go on no, no, sorry sorry go 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 oh i was gonna say really quickly the biggest like surprise of all of this is like iconics are taking this really well yeah they're, they're cool. all very positive <laughs> about it so yeah that you've seen. I, I do feel like I've seen some people be a little weird about it, but 
most of the iconics have been like so chill, so fun. And it was like really celebratory on the well, show. Also too, I feel like a part of the reason why it's so fun is because have you seen Bobby with kids? He's like really sweet yeah, with kids. He is. He loves kids. So, He's a good father for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, that we know of. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, exactly. I feel like a lot of people are like seeing that aspect of it too. And they're just excited to see like, oh, how's Bobby going to be as a dad? Is he going to be like one of those cute dads? <laughs> and I get it. Like I think that I think it's cute when like yeah. men are like not excited. afraid to interact with children and be excited about inter. You know what I mean? Like I feel like there's such a stigma around that, and I wish that wasn't the case. Because you know, yeah, no, I agree. Men need I to be in their kids' lives. Yeah, and I love to seeing some of the memes and stuff that are coming out. Like one was like really funny. It was like um, Bobby got to explain to his wife why this baby needs 15 air forces before they're one and why he has to have matching ones. <laughs> I saw a lot of memes about how like, it's funny how third gen idols, they want to be married and have kids and like second gen idols look like they're avoiding fatherhood. Like it's a curse. Like the play, girl. Um, do you do you think Tekion is ever gonna have a kid? No, good for him though. They're like super junior, you know, has Sungmin, Big Bang has Taeyang and 2 p.m. has no one, you know, like. And honestly, I don't trust Tamin with kids. So, like, he's <laughs> a kid himself. <laughs> they would get in some some shenanigans. Like. They would. They would. So I get it. But it's it's good. And we're all happy for Bobby and yeah. his, his future Congratulations. partner and their baby. Hopefully they have a very healthy baby in September. And yeah, fatherhood is something that he seems like he's interested in. So I'm very very happy to see how that turns out. And so the next topic, BTS officially canceled their world tour, Map of the Soul. <laughs> Did anybody think that this was not going to happen? <laughs> like, uh, I mean, if you saw the tags yesterday, uh, people still had hope that- The uh, coronavirus is popping off and she don't care about none of y'all's concert tickets. And y'all die. Let me shut up. <laughs> but I mean, coronavirus doesn't care about any of these Ona things. don't care. Um, Lambda don't care. Delta sure don't care. So uh, yeah, we're we're still in the in the the thick of it, you know. So basically, this tour is announced at the beginning of 2020, and it was supposed to be like 38 concerts, basically, and all but four shows were canceled. So if you saw those first four shows, you are the wow. blessed ones. <laughs> you are the blessed ones. Yeah. So, uh, and basically they were, everything was supposed to be postponed. And then yesterday, I believe, is when um, Big Hit officially announced that it was canceled and people were having meltdowns uh, because, you know, a lot of people were looking at this tour as a happy place. It was like, you know, things get will get it. better so that I could go to this concert one day, you know? And mm -hmm. I mean, as somebody who's missed live concerts myself, like I totally get it. I just never expected something this big to come back anytime soon, to be quite honest, mm -hmm. uh, unless it's like an outside venue. But even to that though, I feel yeah. like, I think when the Bucks won the championship this year, there was like a like a lot of news stories that were coming out in the weeks after that the crowd they had outside they had like seventy five like sixty to seventy five thousand people outside of the um, the wow. arena. 
And like they were outside, right? But they were all so close together that Delta just zipped right on through that crowd. Oh, no. like, so it's like, even if it's outdoor, people, I think people think outside is a cure for COVID. Yeah. And that's not the case. You no. still need to be socially distanced, even yeah. if you're not wearing a mask, which wear a mask, right? Um, as much as you can wear a mask. I feel like people just think COVID is over. And it's like, there are some parts of the world where COVID never left. I feel yeah. like the, I feel like North America, we kind of have this skewed perception that like, oh, COVID kind of left at, like because of the vaccine for a while. But like some places literally just never had the vaccines. So COVID yeah. never left. Yeah, no. So Having yeah. access to the vaccines is actually a privilege for a lot of us here. Uh, and there are a lot of countries that don't have, don't have enough. Or what they have we'll is have not the right kind. We're not trying to push any sort of propaganda or like, you know, agenda on anybody, but I am fully vaccinated and I'm very content in that. So, you know, I would and... say, yeah, if that's what, she, yeah. <laughs> A lot of people are like scared to get vaccines because of like the government is tracking you. Look, if the government hasn't found you by now <laughs> with all of the ways they can track you, like what your cell phone. You think, right. Like your cell phone, the number one way they are probably actually tracking you. What makes you think they're going to like, what do y'all think is in this vaccine? Like what kind of technology do you think we have in the world? But also it's just- like a lot of people are so silly like, oh, so what these vaccine passports, that means that I, I have to get these vaccines before I can travel and stuff like that. That's barbaric. That's not something people have to do. No it's freedom. Like, That's not free. But dude, before you went to school, public school at that, you had to get vaccines as a child. Right. And I was going to say, like, we had to get vaccines in the 12th grade, in the, sorry, in the seventh grade as well. Yeah. On the school campus, all seventh graders had to get like hep B shots, I think, or something like that. Bro, it'd be these same people who are saying stuff like that who turn around and will like t- consume any drug they they yeah. get their hands on. They turn around and like they take all they eat all kind of food that they don't know where it comes from. They they if their friend gives them something strange in a bottle, they'll drink it. And I'm like, yeah. you suddenly care about your health, but like you never cared about it until you thought the government was trying to kill you through a vaccine or mind control you or whatever. Now I'm not saying there's not valid reasons to be okay, I want to see how how it works and everything or whatever. And I'm not trying to force anybody to get a vaccine. I just think that there's certain propaganda out there that's actually just anti-science yeah. and anti-intelligence. It's very ridiculous. On our podcast, yeah, yeah, on our podcast, we're not anti-science. We believe in like science. We think that there are things that work <laughs> and we... That have been proven to work. That have been proven to work. Like, we don't want to spread propaganda of not facts. You know what I mean? We want to, like, make sure we're promoting facts. So we're not saying to anybody trying to force somebody to do something. We're just trying to give the education and give our experiences with, for example, vaccination or wearing masks or social distancing or what have you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But to, like, go back to BTS, even though this has been canceled, Big Hit has said, we are working to prepare a viable schedule and performance format that can meet your expectations and we will provide updating notices as soon as possible. So it's likely they're just going to have like online digital concerts and fan meets and things like that. Anything that they could do to make more money while also sort of connecting BTS to the fans or ARMY. So unfortunately, you cannot feel the sweat off of Jungkook's face if you got good enough seats, but That's you will cool. one day. You hopefully will one day. I mean, if they're mm. going to do a we're a, a tour with Whitney Houston 
and and like deep fake Whitney Houston, I guess. Um, I'm pretty sure that they'll be able to get us back into Wembley Stadium or something like that in the future. Just gotta be patient, unfortunately. Uh, That's what BTS need to, needs to do. They need to do holograms. That's yeah. a quick way to make some good money. I feel like I the, mean, they're going to waste a lot of money making Yeah, I was going to say, like, I thought the technology was <laughs> kind of expensive, but, like... Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's, if you have armies, armies will crowdfund it in a heartbeat. Of course, like, of course. I mean, they love their boys, so that's not yeah. surprising. In the next topic, unfortunately, Jonghyun from Twice is set to take a break for her health. So, basically, JYP put out a statement, and they mentioned that she had an injury that had not fully healed that she's still dealing with, and that was the cause of her first hiatus before alcohol free came out and i think it was during was it more and more i can't remember which one it is unfortunately i I apologize but she oh sorry it was from i can't stop me that was a comeback that she was absent from the performances from and so she came back for alcohol free and now she's taking another break and it's for this injury and it's also for her mental health it's unfortunate you know i hope that jenyeon takes the time that she needs twice never has a break Because when they're not in Korea, they're in Japan. And when they're not in Japan, they're in Korea. So I can totally understand why it's hard to keep up with that schedule. And, you know, she's not the only Twice member that has needed to take a break. So I really do hope that she takes this this hiatus and she gets to relax. She gets to feel better about herself. And, you know, as an artist and as a person, you know, light some candles, watch Lord of the Rings. These things help me. So I'm hoping that they help Jonghyun as well. Any thoughts, anything to add to that or? Uh, just, you know, we, we're keeping Jonghyun in our thoughts and making yes. sure. We hope everything goes well. Jonghyun fighting. And so the last Susuna. one. Susuna. Susuna. That's, uh, I'm saying it all kind of wrong, but that's Thai for oh. fighting. Susuna. <laughs> all right. So our next topic is more of a small discussion topic, which is can you break America as yourself? And it's focused on music localization and what it means to be authentic. And this is sort of the era of K-pop infiltrating and being a presence and a force in the Western industry, um, specifically the Western music industry, but also like in drama land because Korean dramas are super popular now um, over here as well. But, you know, that also has brought to calls about what it means to be an authentic artist and like how you can be authentic when you're trying to break a music scene that is not the same as your local music scene. And I mean, obviously, you know, (laughs) the big glaring example is the polarizing BTS song, Permission to Dance. But I mean, we can talk about like a lot of other English releases from a lot of these groups. Usually they're English versions of songs they already have. They're not original songs, but even like Monster X with All About Love. A lot of people feel that what they are doing to change themselves for these English releases may be removing integrity from them as artists mm. and as as um, creators. And I mean, I I can kind of see what they mean by that because I have not really been a huge fan of Monster X's Korean music, but I love all of their English singles, like every single one. I love but, it. But okay, so that's a yeah. complex. That's I feel like this is a complex issue that we're, it's definitely going to need more than the time that we have yeah. allotted for it. But I have so two thoughts. The first thought yeah. is that specifically with the Monster X example, I don't really think I do. Okay, I do agree that I prefer their English content to their um, Korean content. Their Korean songs just don't really grab, like they don't grab me. But 
I'm hard pressed to believe that it's specifically because the song is in English. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, that's not the reason at all. The song is just to me a better song. Like, like a lot of the songs are all about love. But to the general question, like to get at the general, the greater question of like, can idols in general and idol groups in general be popular in the North America without selling out basically? And the reality is the answer to that question is yes. I feel like that's the only way to be successful in America is to not sell out. I think literally if Americans don't believe anything else, they believe in individuality and people mm -hmm. being themselves and whatever that is and whatever that looks like being your true self is the most important thing because people one can tell when you're being fake and, yeah. and two people just want um, they want to make genuine connections. And the only way you do that is if you are being genuine. Right. So I, I think that this ridiculous notion of like, Oh, people are selling. People need to sell out. People need to by sell out. I'm basically just saying make English songs. You don't need to do that right now. This is where it gets sticky because we kind of had a similar conversation in the past. Korean is a very different from like let's say Spanish because there's so many like in the United States specifically. You're kind of indoctrinated. <laughs> in Spanish, like at yeah. a young age, you're taught Spanish, like in class, in school, there are Spanish emergent schools, you will have Spanish speaking teachers, and not just to teach you Spanish, but to teach you regular subjects, you know, or I shouldn't say regular subjects, non-language subjects, right? You will have that. So it's a little bit different with something like that, where it's like ingrained from a young age, but even to other languages, right? That are not as closely tied to America, like German and French. These languages are also, you're not going to like find people not into something because of the language, like because it's in French, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Like one of the most popular songs, and it's not completely in French, but one of the most popular songs, um, Real Lady Marmalade, and like the refrain is voulez-vous coucher avec moi? <laughs> and that's not English, you know what I mean? Like that, obviously that's a, probably not the best one-to-one -one comparison with like a K-pop song in Korean, but it's like a good, I feel like it's a, it's showing that Americans can be open to new languages. Now, I do think there's a, a separate conversation that comes out of this of like, there's singing a song in English, which it well, there's like the language problem, right? Like singing a song in English to me doesn't mean you're a sellout, but also it, it, it singing a song in your native language, it's becoming increasingly like, I feel like in America, it's becoming a lot more acceptable to sing a song that's not in English and people will still love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you had to ask me, like, maybe even six months ago, I might have had a, an opinion that's more like, mm, it's still kind of hard to, like, get into America without an English song. And I still feel that way. But I do think that Americans are a lot more open to it than what people think. Right. But when we get into the other aspects of, like, quote unquote, selling out. Right. For example, when it's it's one thing for your song to be English, it's another thing for your song to be what you think is trending in America, right? Yeah, yeah. That's like the big difference, I think, when it comes to us talking about Masa X is all about love and then talking about Butter and Permission to Dance and Dynamite, right? Because those are very much songs that I think were written with the idea in mind that, oh, we want to make it big in America, so we're going to write something that 
is not going to offend anybody whatsoever so that we can just like make it a big hit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a big hit. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> but all about love, you don't get that feeling. I never once got the feeling that I was listening to music that was made just because they were trying to like win an award or try, you know what I mean? I never got that feeling. So I think when people talk about like, can you be yourself and still make it big in America? I do think that's the only way to make it big, because as we can see, the only way that they're going to get an award for these songs, and by they, I'm sure you know who I mean, mm -hmm. is if they rub elbows with people. It's not going to come from a genuine place of like all these people just love the music. No, because if that was the case, they would have got it the first time. Yeah. It's going to come from a place of, oh, well, how about we buy this American company? How about we like invest in this American thing? Right. That's where it's going to come from. Indoctrinate ourselves more into culture through McDonald's and, you know, other things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, that's a really good uh, example. Yeah. yeah, no. And I think, too, with Monster X is all about love. Like, I think I mentioned this before, but I am specifically said, like, when we made that album, normally in Korea, you know, you create music with the visual element in mind. But because they knew they weren't going to promote it the same way, they just focused completely on making the music. And that's why the sound is different. Even, and but while it's still authentically them, you know, like they still sound like Monster X on um, Monster X music is just with things like Gambler and whatnot. Like it, they I guess they always had that visual, the music video itself, and like you know the costumes and the hair colors and all that stuff in mind. So they kind of wrote with those things in mind. Where versus All About Love is like just an album that they want you to listen to, you know. Um, right. So it is going to be like it definitely is a different situation to. English versions of like, I can't stop me and dollar dollar or whatever. Um, but see, that's the yeah. thing. Like, it, d I, okay. I, I want to go back and clarify something that yeah. we were, I was talking about when it came to the language thing. Yeah. Yes. I do think it's becoming increasingly more common to hear things like to hear basically any language that's not English on the radio and it be fine. And nobody make a big deal. Nobody makes a big deal out of it. I, yeah. I don't necessarily think that that means you should not make English music in an English speaking market. That just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like yeah. that would literally just be like us going to Korea and be like, learn English. You know what I mean? That doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Us, we want to, we want to make money in your market on in like in your entertainment industry, but we don't want to learn any Korean. We don't speak any Korean. Just, just we don't want to make it accessible at all. Right. Yeah, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's like English speaking artists who have done that, but I think largely yeah. what has happened is that people, people, cause people will go, well, Americans do that all the time. They're like, not really. If you think about what's largely has happened, especially when it comes to the case of like R&B and hip hop, is that these cultures have absorbed that by like cultural osmosis. We didn't force it. Like I'm, Usher did not go to South Korea and was like, y'all better sing yeah with me right now. Like Usher didn't, <laughs> Usher, didn't, Usher didn't go to Korea and was like, you know what? If I don't get a death song, it's because y'all hate black people. Like he didn't do that. <laughs> but you got some groups who come to America and be like, if I don't get a Grammy, it's because you hate Koreans. It's because you're xenophobic. And it's like, no, your music just isn't good. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> Don't get me wrong. They're also probably xenophobic, but also your music is not good. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. like it's not, There's a lot more nuance in these conversations and people want you to believe because it's easier to make it an issue about racism and xenophobia and things like that than to actually sit down and be like, well, maybe the song just doesn't slap. Maybe the only reason it's charting is because <laughs> the fans are listening to it. Like literally, that's the reason that it's charting. 
And so I feel like, and I mean, like, as I said, it's, it's a nuanced situation discussion. Um, and it is definitely a lot more complex than, you know, being a topic here. It's We're more of a mini mode. Yeah, it's, <laughs> right. it is a mini so discussion. And like, that's something that we will definitely get into a little bit more. Maybe we can do like the history of English songs or something like that. Let us know what you guys want, like how you would like us to frame sort of the discussion about this, because I feel like there's so many different ways that you can go. Um, like the history of English songs in, from K-pop idols or um, just like non-Korean songs from K-pop idols. Like that's also its own thing, you know? Um, so there's so many different ways to sort of view this discussion and different time frames that are very important to it. So like, let us know what you think about what we've mentioned here and also like how you'd like us to maybe go ahead with a mini-sode and we can do that in the future. But yeah, because yeah. I totally, there's totally some things I said today that like, it's definitely a stream of consciousness right now. It's not like organized thoughts. And I'm sure there's some things I said that I need to clarify or things that maybe I said in a way I didn't really mean it that way. So just let us know if that be something, if that's something you guys are interested in, because uh, I think that could be like a really good discussion. Yeah, absolutely. But. Okay. So we are now in our featured segment and Woo. this is our <laughs> Woo. <laughs> this is our fourth gen group deep dive and we have <laughs> i feel like there's a theme with this episode you know like we had our yg block we had a bit of cube and now we're going back to cube with lightsome so lightsome <laughs> is a south korean girl group formed by cube entertainment the group is composed of eight members. The, the members are Sangha, Chowan, Neyoung, Hina, Jihyun, Yujung, Huiyun, and Jin. And the leader of this group is Juhyun. The ages for this group range from about 2004 to 2006. So the youngest member is about, what, 16, 15? We have decided. 15. Yeah. And so they are quite young. <laughs> uh, this is, I think, the youngest group that we have probably featured, right? Yeah. This is probably so. the youngest group we've ever talked about ever. Yeah. Like, ever. Yeah. Yeah. They had their debut single called Vanilla. And that was a single album that was released on June 10th, 2021. I mean, it did pretty okay. It peaked at 12 and had sales of 41,000. And it, it doesn't look like it charted in korea but it did chart in the top 10 of the u.s world charts i feel like like silent g idol before them and like four minute as well they're probably going to be quite popular overseas and in terms of the members so three of the members did participate in produce 48 and one of the members um was actually a victim of the whole sort of rigging that went down so one of the members was probably supposed to be eyes one so they already had like some, I guess, bigger names kind of going into the group. They're not all people that or members that people are not aware of or know of. Uh, so, yeah, we watched their music video for Vanilla. And what did we think about Vanilla? I can go first. I, I mean, first. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I, I thought what you saw was you saw a heavy investment into this group from Cube. Yeah. <laughs> so, I. I definitely think that Cube is trying to do something right there with investing a lot uh, financially. I mean, in terms of like the the look and of the music video, and it, it definitely gave a lot of budget. I think 
when you when you have a new group, especially you know everybody's really young and and because you're so young, I doubt that there has been like a lot of exposure to the entertainment industry, a lot of ex- a lot of experience on stage, and 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 even like the training periods. I wonder if for younger people, if their training periods are also kind of shorter, because I know like. I don't think Taman, like, for example, trained very long before he debuted with Shiny. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, he's he's Taman. Like, he yeah. <laughs> Taman is, is not like others, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, he, you know, some people just look natural on stage, you know, instantly. And then some people need to develop that. So, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's uh, an important part of, like, a, the, your growth as an idol. I feel like we get so used to seeing people who are, like, perfect immediately, especially in the Western industry, because I feel like, I feel like a lot of that is hidden from us in the Western entertainment industry. A lot of the the hard work that goes into it. Yeah. Like, for example, like Lizzo. I, I remember hearing her talk about, like, how she had been doing it for years before she people discovered, like, Truth Hurts through that one, like, Netflix show. Mm-hmm. But she had been doing it for years, you know? <laughs> and it, it was a lot of work, but it was hidden. We didn't know about it. Whereas K-pop, it's kind of like a, everybody knows about the trainee system, you know? Everybody yeah. knows that that's something you do. Uh, I, I guess I say all that to say, I I think that it would be interesting to see them develop it because they do have such a machine, like a, a machine, not in a bad way, a machine in the way that's like when we think of these companies with lots of resources they have a company with a lot of resources behind them and those resources are growing because they don't have to support all of the members of idol anymore so i don't mean to laugh but i i want to see what happens nclz yes i want to see what happens when they get vocal coaching and when they get uh, more experience with the stage i didn't see a live performance but Music videos can often be a good proxy for that. Not yeah. all the time, because obviously performing live is a lot tougher, in my opinion. I do think that like if your choreography is maybe not as crisp in a music video, it's definitely not going to be crisp on stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because you have the room to polish it in a music video, whereas exactly. when you're on stage, you're on stage, basically. So. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And just quickly, like in terms of the actual song of Vanilla, it really, you know, you know, like my type of music is more kind of relaxed, pretty one note in the sense that it feels like one song all the way through. Obviously, this was like a different style than what yes. I'm like usually into. But I think that it's a style because they're so young, it's going to work for them. I know it is. It's it's a style that's trending right now. And they're so young that I feel like it's the style for people in their generation, in their age group. But yeah, what did you think about Vanilla and Lightsome? I agree. I did think that when the song itself was doing a lot of different things, but like that's the trend. So I can see why, you know, the beat drops, the beat changes, you know, slowing down, speeding up, the dance break at the end. Like, I can see why they would go that route because they want, like, you have to be on trend, right? And I do agree that I think that they need some work because I didn't think that the voices themselves with the vocals were as, I, I don't think, like, I mean, not to say that they were bad, but they all sounded kind of similar. Like, there wasn't any uniqueness to anything that was going on. Um, Nobody's voice really stood out to me as much either. 
And the rappers definitely do need work. I saw like some very, very similar mannerisms to Blackpink and things like that in it. And I mean, I get it. Blackpink are one of the top girl groups. You're going to want to, you know, have a piece of that as well. But it, it just, yeah, it didn't really feel like it didn't it feel like anything at, you hadn't seen before. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it was like all stuff that I've already seen, but from people that I like better, that are better at it, you know, like I just felt like that you've known you know, for longer. <laughs> there, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, but once again, they've only had one song. I mean, it's a single right. album. It's not even like a mini album or like, you know, sometimes they have like a B-side. There are no B-sides. They have one song. So, But there is something to be said for like coming out stronger in your debut song. Oh, absolutely. And making sure absolutely. your debut sounds like you. Like one thing, one of the reasons why I really like 2 by 2 is like, before, when they first debuted, I remember like there was a lot of mixed reactions to them. There were a lot of people who really liked them. And then there were people who, like me, I liked the song, but like was afraid that this was just going to be like a BTS reject group in many ways, which is not at all what 2 by 2 is. They were like the furthest thing from BTS. Yeah. Um, but one thing I really love about their debut song is like, even though the guys pretty much hate it, hate that song, <laughs> it's them. Like when I hear crown, like I don't think of anything else. Like shiny. When I hear replay, replay. well, yep. you're not thinking of anybody else. Get, no. no one is making a song like that. You know what I mean? But with light some, I definitely felt like when I heard vanilla, it was shades of other girl groups, you know, before them who came before yeah. them. It wasn't it and it wasn't even done in a way that's like they remixed it. It was just like we they literally just took the pieces yeah 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 and so and i don't mean that as any disrespect i think they did the their their best they seem to be having fun in the music video they seem to be you know doing yeah it was cute it's just right it's just that i i definitely want to see how they develop and i want i i want the i want the best for them they're so young that it's like you want them to really be able to grow into themselves as performers yeah they actually have like a lot of time to sort of find themselves as artists and find their brand and lean in on that and get better you know get improve on the dancing improvement on the vocals improve on um from what i haven't seen the live performances either but even based on what i saw in the music video like on their performance like i feel like a lot of times new groups and this is not just like light some a lot of new groups they spend a lot of time focusing on how to be cute for the camera. They don't focus a lot of time on how to be good for the camera. And I could feel mm -hmm. that in this as well, too. Like, everybody looked pretty cute. You know, they smiled, they winked, they did all the kind of stuff they needed to do. But, like, when it came to, like, that dance break at the end, like, that should have been cut. Like, no offense to anybody. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> um, you but know, it's like, yeah. as an idol, you, you, I wonder, too, like, not every idol's goal is to be good at, they're what they get paid to do that's true. like some idols their goal is to be famous their goal is yeah. to be attractive you know yeah. or have a lot of like fans yeah and it's like sure but at the same time what are you going to do when all of that more superficial stuff runs out because fans are fickle yeah. fans are not we've seen time and time again especially with girl groups that fans don't stay unless there's something there like the music for example yeah we've seen that a lot so it it's just one of those situations where you have to figure out like, do you actually want to be an idol or do you want to like, like a, like when I say an idol, I mean like a, a singing, dancing, performing idol, or do you want to be an actress or a yeah. model? Because yeah. there are agencies for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, and there's, like, it's a lot of work to be an idol. 
all the training that you have to do first, like to get into the group. And then even just being performing on music bank in these shows, like you're, what are you, you're there like basically for like 10, 12 hours, um, you know, waiting to perform and like waiting for everybody else to perform. You're constantly, you know, they're constantly watching your weight. They're constantly watching what you eat. They're constantly watching, you know, like your social media and how you're using your phone. If you do get a phone, I mean, it's definitely like, if I, I'm not 100% sure because I'm not in those other industries, but like to be a model and to be an actress, it does seem slightly more lenient than when you're in a girl group. So if that's what you want to do, you might as well, like you're young. I mean, one of these girls is 15. She might as well, like if this is not for her, you know, like go find her path. I mean, but we'll see. Yeah, like we're not trying to yeah. we're not trying to project that onto like we're not no. trying to say that's how they feel. We're no. just saying that if that is indeed like if yeah. you're thinking about becoming a K-pop idol, but you're only doing it because you want the the all of the perks that come with it, you're in for like a rude awakening. Like, yeah, it's not easy. It, it, it's not like that anymore. I feel I feel yeah. it hasn't been like that in a while. Like yeah. these days, it's so saturated in that industry that you need to actually be good at what you say you're giving to the people. Yeah. In order out. for people to, like, care about you. Yeah. Or send yeah. out. And honestly, Cube, I did mention they had a lot of money. They are a great company in terms of having a lot of money. But, like, let's be real. They're not going to be competing with SM anytime soon in terms of money-wise or, like, mm. even, big, you know, Big Hit and the other agents. They're not going to be yeah. competing on that level. So it's, like, you don't even have that behind you in many ways. Like, yeah. I've become enlightened to the fact that company stands exist. I've never heard of a cube stand. So, and I'll leave it at that, you know, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, as a, you know, I think that we are definitely going to keep an eye out on light sums comeback, you know, hopefully there will oh, be some improvement. And if you like, if you yeah. do like black pink and red velvet, especially like red side, red velvet, you would like lightsome for sure. That it's oh, yeah. definitely shades Absolutely. of that. We always try to at the end of these featured segments, we try to like say if you like this, you know, then check out this group or whatever. So if you like like those two groups specifically, I would check out lightsome. If you like girly concepts, if you're a really young person, maybe like if you're in that age group, it's. I always think it's cute to have people who are like your age that you can like also kind of look up to. Be a fan too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's really. Actually, cool. I would say well. that they're kind of remind me of Stacy too in some ways. Sure. Um, I I think Stacy is definitely like a super rookie in comparison, but um, they they a lot of bright saturated colors. Um, yeah, they have like the rapper as well, and the like the little breaks in their songs and things like that. So I think yeah, if you like who Jimin mentioned, I would also mention Stacy. Like, I think that you would like light some and yeah, we'll keep an eye out for their comeback and mm -hmm. we're cheering for you. Definitely want to see, you know, more girl groups doing their thing in this industry. We've had the top groups be the top groups for a very long time. It feels, but that was our feature segment. And that is the end of this episode. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it. Sorry. If we maybe didn't discuss something that you wanted us to discuss, you can always let us know on Twitter at uh, Nyan Edizens, that's N-Y-A-N-E-T-I-Z-E-N-S, or Gmail, which is NotYourAvishNetizens at gmail.com, or on Facebook and IG, which at, um, I think we're not your average netizens on those two as well. And, you know, um, we always get back to people. So never fear, <laughs> your message will yeah. not get lost. <laughs> uh, and just let us know, you know, how you 
if you like the episode, anything you want to add to the episode, anything we missed in this episode, just let us know. We would like it if you could um, share and comment, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts, because that will help other people find us and our very deep catalog. <laughs> so um, they'll definitely. Oh, also. Forward. Yes. Yeah. Also, if you like when we kind of go on tangents or if you like when we talk about more serious topics or if you like dramas and reactions and and listen to us react to dramas and albums <laughs> um we have patreon yes, <laughs> what's our patreon at ah so you can find us on patreon at natural average netizens as well and every tuesday we do put up a new episode for our patreon and like jimmy mentioned it's a wide variety there's so much so much content and just diverse content at that we uh i mean the topic today we had that we had um and other sort of topics that we have some serious some fun you know we are watching a, a thai drama thai bl drama at that and we are always doing album reviews because there's always albums being dropped so you know come it's it's not an expensive patreon we try to keep the cost low it is three dollars a month but you know i know definitely it's hard out there for everybody, we're still in this panorama. Like, I totally understand, um, you know, and that's why our, our episodes themselves are free. So you you have a double dose of us, <laughs> uh, if anything. Um, but please support the podcast, share, like, and comment. And yeah, we are so grateful for everybody who listens to us and for all your support. I mean, we, would, we, we do enjoy doing this, but your support, is definitely very helpful and it cheers us up a lot. And do you have any shout outs before we go? You always know that I do. Come on. I know now. you do. I, I don't know why I asked. <laughs> so first and foremost, I would like to shout out to Nat. Yay. And also Nikki. I was on Soju Chronicles. I guess I will be on Soju Chronicles. Um, I don't know if that will be before or after this episode comes out, but check them out at Soju Chronicles. We talked about lots of interesting topics. I'll just kind of what like didn't we talk about? Um, <laughs> um, related to like uh, anime and stuff like that, and mangas and TV shows, <laughs> and some pretty interesting books. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Dinosaurs, <laughs> y'all. It got ah, weird, but it, got real it was weird. fun. Yes. Um, and then, what, who else? Shout out to Ash, who will be coming back soon. We miss you. Shout out to Jay, who you guys can actually hear Jay on Patreon. We're, we got a special episode with Jay coming out. Shout out to the listeners. You guys have been with us for a while now, and we just like love interacting with you guys anytime we get the chance. It's always awesome. Then I want to do this separate thing of shout outs real quick. Shout outs to Off Jumpol. I'm like literally, literally, he's growing on me every day. I don't know what it is. I think it's because we're like literally rewatching Theory of Love. So I'm like, I'm starting to be like, oh my goodness, I actually really like Off like as an actor. So shout outs <laughs> to him. Shout out for, to Gun ATP just for being expensive and rich and telling all the girls that he is rich. <laughs> We'd love to see it. <laughs> oh, who else? Shout outs to, no offense to not rich people though, because that's not what we're about. But um, I have like one more shout out, but I feel like I forgot. Oh, well, well shout outs to all of like my favorite actors who are 
producing some really good shows, getting me through this panorama. We really love y'all out here. What about you, Nat? Well, I mean, shout out, obviously, to Jimin, who has, you know, been busy, but always makes time for us and and you guys. <laughs> uh, shout out to Ash and Jay. Uh, unfortunately, they can't be here all the time, but we're still tight and we still love like meeting up and having dope conversations and just having a good time. Shout out to the listeners. You know, once again, thank you very much for your support and for, you know, sticking with us <laughs> sometimes through some very hot takes. <laughs> yes. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to, <laughs> uh, shout out to Got7, always on my mind, always in my heart. And shout out to Big Bang, 15 years, like, damn. <laughs> I am still waiting for the comeback that we were promised. I don't know if it will happen. I don't know what's going on with that, but I miss them so much, so, so much. And I am hopeful that we'll see more of them soon. And yeah, Ooh, that's it. Real yeah. quick, shout yeah. outs to Kim Hambin, aka B.I. Yeah. Literally, I, like, I just love his music. I just really love his music. So shout outs to him. Uh, we can't wait to interview you. Um, yeah, Hanman, please, <laughs> please come on the podcast. We would love it. I, I feel like I learn Korean more and more every time I listen to Waterfall. <laughs> like, I'll be saying a lot to it. I'll be like, I don't know what half of these words are, but that's okay. I will look them up. <laughs> so. Bi, Bi actually might be like the best. The he might be one of the best like composers and like songwriters in K-pop that I have listened to since mm -hmm. like I Jong Hyun. Like I think he's so good at what he does. He's like a hit maker in my opinion. And I feel like he's super underrated because people get caught up in certain other idols who quote unquote write their music. <laughs> um and they just like overlook BI who's like out here talking about some real stuff. Like so shout outs to him for real. No, absolutely. And I I'm like not 100 percent sure, but I'm like 90% sure that Love Scenario, which was composed by him, was like the only K-pop song of the year um, that was created by an idol. Because normally like you have a lot of these songs of the years that, you know, they have the team who come together and whatever, but B.I. and Bobby and like one other person were the ones who wrote Love Scenario. So like, that's probably like one of the only like idol composed songs that won that, like a, a day song. So I think it's actually pretty dope. And I do yeah. agree is underrated for sure. But, you know, we support you and a lot of your fans love and support you. So hopefully we'll see more from Hanbin in the future. Yes. Yeah. This is Not Your Average Netizens. And thanks again. Have a good we'll time. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Whatever bye. time it is for you, have a good one. Bye. Exactly. Bye.